Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, hello and welcome to it. It is a uh, Tuesday night edition of Sports Day. I'm TLT. I'm Dynamite. Teamless Tuesday. TLT. No. We're going to name the Papua New Guinean side who are playing Cook Islands tomorrow morning. No, we're not. We're not really. I reckon we could name a team out of the names of the people in Tim Payne's book, <laughs> which is coming. I can't wait to get this. Hello, Scott Sattler. How are you? You've been salivating ever since uh, early hours of this morning when some of the extracts oh. of... Tim Payne, former Australian cricket captain, his book is about to be released and you couldn't wait to get on the text line, did you, this morning? Oh, mate, how, Jack? It, it's so good. It is so good. And it's, you know what, I love well, it. So, yeah, I think it... No one's holding back for a change. Yeah, but I think what it does do for you also, because, I mean, in all honesty, and you do love your cricket mm. and you do, um, you do research a fair bit about cricket and look into a lot of the games, not only just the Australian games, but... I think it's validation to what you've, along with a lot of other people, have been Absolutely. saying for a long time. Yeah, The fact that, as we've been saying all along, he'd been cleared uh, of any wrongdoing with that consensual relationship. Now, morally, I don't support it. Yep. You know, he, he was having a fling behind, you know, or flirting behind his wife's back, right? With a Cricket Australia with a, No, with a Cricket Tasmania. Cricket Tasmania employee, employee right? Yep. But it was consensual. Mm. And... He was cleared of that by Cricket Australia. Maybe not his wife, but... No, but that's fine. That's for mm. him to battle yeah, exactly. personally, yeah, right? Yeah. So he gets cleared by Cricket Australia. He is on a tour in South Africa. He Sandpaper gate happens. He's appointed the captain of the Australian cricket team. And I don't care what anyone says. The job that him and Justin Langer did was outstanding for Cricket Australia. And I wish they were still there because we wouldn't be in this mess we are in now. He gets sacked by a consultant. <laughs> yeah, it's all. We well, don't give it all away at the moment. It's oh, mate. Uh, Barrett Sundarazen will join us shortly too. He'll wrap up that amazing India versus Pakistan game. Of course, the Aussies in battle uh, tonight, six o'clock Queens. Uh, no, nine o'clock Queensland time. Because it's in Perth, isn't yeah, it? It is. Yeah, it's going to be a late night tonight, Satsy. Mm. You, might you won't to- watch it because you didn't watch. All of the Pakistan India game the other day. No, I did. Well, I watched. Well, I was doing stuff. I was cooking dinner and and, and you weren't cooking dinner. I was. No, what my cooking wife... dinner for you is walking to the <laughs> gate and picking up your Uber Eats. <laughs> they actually come to the door now. I gave them the code <laughs> to get into the estate. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk to the Barrett. He's one of the best. He's part of the SCN uh, commentary team. He was at the MCG when Jared Waitley called the winning runs which has gone bunter mm. in India, over a million views. Uh, and I've heard that the Indian cricket team 
said that's the best call of the game. Heard that firsthand today. Really? Yeah. So they've seen it and loved it themselves. So, uh, and we'll you talk- don't live in an estate. You live in a complex. Okay. Was that what's the difference? Well, I've about, never let you in there. Actually, you broke in about one seven sa- figures. You, <laughs> yes, that's right. You bro- you ca- you turn up my front door one day. Yeah, like, well, how did you get in? You weren't meant to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Go to ikeandwin.com.au to win yourself a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown barbecue this summer. You don't want any other barbecue. If I see you with any other barbecue, look out, you're in trouble. We'll come around and eat everything off your barbecue until you get a Ziggy. Is that right? Is that yeah. good enough? Yeah. A Ziggy makes you a lot better looking than you are. Uh, make sure you go to ICanWin.com.au for your chance to win the Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown. Uh, this is Sports Day. Uh, thanks to Australia's Most Wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. NRL updates up next. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to it. Badge back to, uh, tomorrow night. Geez, hasn't he picked a good time to come back? So much stuff going on, and we want to focus. We talked about it just, just a minute ago off the top of the show uh, about the Tim Payne book uh, that is coming back. It's called The Price. Uh, it's coming out, I should say, called The Price Paid. The former Test captain says he resigned as the captain as he felt a cricket Australia had a gun to his head after a strange meeting with an outside consultant hired by CA. Now, the outside consultant hired by Cricket Australia, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of sporting organisations and businesses hire independent consultants to, to look into what are the crisis management, uh, any due diligence or any risk that um, you know, we see that is a, is a common trend with, with a lot of organisations. So there's nothing wrong with that. But when you read some of the extracts in relation to this book, I'm like you, Jay, so I can't wait for this to come out. I love it's my, out today. I love my autobiographies. I can't wait yep. to get it. Um, but in relation to losing his job, which he was cleared from in relation to an, um, an inappropriate relationship he had with a, ta- a cricket Tasmania employee. But when you say inappropriate, it was consensual. Well, from a moral point of view. Morally, yes. Yep. And we don't know what their codes of conduct says at, at uh, Tasmanian cricket, that, you know, that well, players and staff aren't allowed to fraternise and a, you know, whatever that may but be. But he was cleared. Yeah, but he was cleared. But does it, does it pass the pub test uh, morally? You don't do that to your wife and yep. your family, right? So some of the comments he's made is, I found it very strange that this person, talking about the consulted, consultant that was hired by Cricket <laughs> Australia, someone I'd never met, someone who did not work at Cricket Australia, took the lead in the call while Nick Hockley, who was the CEO of Cricket Australia, took a back seat. The consultant then said that the best way to get ahead of the story was if I stood down as captain. Now, he also was saying that, yeah, during this this phone hookup with Tim Hockley and the consultant, all in this one call. Nick Hockley. Nick Hockley, I should say, um, is that he asked Nick Hockley, is this what you want? Now, we've actually, we're going to, We've seen it and we've heard this audio. Mm. You're going to play Nick Hockley okay. and I'm going to play Tim Payne. Yep. So, uh, so Nick, uh, remember I am Australian cricket captain, you know, second highest office in Australia. Mm. What do you think I should do? <laughs> Hello, Nick. <laughs> Nick, you there? My connection's gone down. Can you hear Nick, me? Nick, what do you think I should do? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Hello, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's apparently what went down. Well, he went on to say that he's not looking for the bleeding heart routine. He's not looking for people to forgive him. Uh, But he did go on to say that 
he knew his actions were selfish towards his family. Mm. And he never, ever seriously considered resigning until that meeting, until the pressure that was put on him by Cricket Australia and this consultant. He felt that the other parts of the book, he, he goes into the whole sandpaper gate as well, where he, he felt as though the three players, Bancroft and Warner and Smith, were left, uh, were hung out to dry. And it shouldn't have been, the sentencing shouldn't have been as serious as what it was, the sanction. Uh, he claims that he saw, because he took over in the fourth test, remember, of that tour to South Africa after Sandpaper Gate. And he claims he saw South Australia working on the ball South as well. Africa. South Africa working on the ball in the fourth test as well. Whilst he was standing at the non-striker's end. It came up on the big screen. On the big screen. He's gone, hmm, lodged a complaint with the umpire. The umpire's gone, well, and then all of a sudden, the, the footage just disappeared. Can't they be asked, found. Oh, no, we can't find that. Mm. Uh, it, and like, oh, it's just incredible. Now, one of the great South African captains, Faf Duplessis, he... He's got a book out, and he claims the Aussies were ball tampering for a while. And actually, before Sandpaper Gate, they actually started spying on the Australian team in the field. Now, if that's the case, and there's a and there's a series that is being played in South Africa, if they are apparently spying on the Australians, is that cheating? Well, no, it's not cheating. But uh, I mean, do they have communication with the broadcasters? Gotcha. Listen, we we think this is going on. We need you to keep the cameras on. Did they expect a player though to come out with sandpaper? No. They reckon it was, it was a dead giveaway when uh, Cameron Bancroft came out with a full sander once. Like a full sander. He tried to hide it down his, his pants. Um, no, that's not even funny. But I've got to say, this the Tim Payne autobiography, and at 37 years of age, I think he's resigned to the fact that he's never going to represent Australia again. So hence why it's comfortable. He feels as though it's comfortable to, to write his version of events. Do you think... Do you think if these allegations are true, and apparently I read as well that he wanted a um, a report into the investigation into um, from this said consultant, yeah, but but also Cricket Australia about the, the investigation they did into his relationship yep. with a cricket Tasmanian the one that he got staffer. cleared from. You're the one about? he got cleared from, they yep. refused to give it to him. Yeah, they mm. refused to give it. Now I I I think you meant to. I think both parties should be allowed to have a have a copy. Uh, I just yeah. If this stuff is true, and I have no reason to disbelieve Tim Payne because a lot of this stuff we heard at the time, Sats, um, someone at Cricket Australia, I don't know what you think, but maybe they should need to be held accountable. And why don't we find out who this consultant is? You know? Like, well, that's the reason they're bought in independent because they do. They s- Have you ever met a good consultant? Well, that's what my business does. So. Okay. <laughs> Rest my case. Um <laughs> I've got to say, but can I ask you this, Jace? If Tim Payne, if this never came to a head and Tim Payne was his cricket captain, what was this, three years ago? Yeah. Four years ago? No, not that long ago. What, do you mean the relationship? Well, no, when he was asked to stand down. Uh, 20, uh, 20, it was last year. It was, wasn't it last November? Would he still be the Australian captain? Yes. He would. Okay. I reckon he was going to stay until the Ashes Tour next year. Okay. It was last November, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Well, he didn't play for a long time, remember? Yeah. So, yeah, there you have it. Um, get the book. Support Timmy. The price paid. Mm. That is the name of the book. It is out now. Jack informs us it's out now. I'm going to buy it in the commercial break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. 
the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Righty, I've calmed down a little bit from uh, that chat about Tim Payne. It's time for an NRL update. You can rely on your local Repco authorised centre, Satsy. Um, let's get to the World Cup results overnight, mate. Yeah, there was only one game overnight, and uh, that was Tonga up against uh, Wales. And 32 points to six was the uh, the end scoreline. But I've got to say, there was a... Uh, the the Welsh were, were really brave and they're a little bit scratchy, Tonga. But Christian Wolf, their coach, has said, "Well, this is what happens in World Cups when you've got to play a lot of players and you've got to try and give players game time." Mal Meninga has said the same about the Australian side. You've got to make sure everyone's getting the experience and and getting as much game time as possible before they come up with their final teams for the finals. The big plus for Tonga is that Jason Taumalolo is due back in their game against the Cook Islands in the, the next few days. So. Uh, he spent three games on the sideline after that shoulder charge, high tackle in the grand final qualifier. And that was a friendly against France and then the last two World Cup round matches. So he's due to come back. So they will get stronger. Um, yes, they are scratchy. I still don't think they've got the key players to worry the likes of Australia and New Zealand. Right. Tonga. Yeah. Did we talk about Samoa beating Greece 72-4? Yeah, that one sort that? of flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's expected, um, and they needed it as well to get some confidence back in their squad. And I, I'll tell you what, PNG, um, their their loss um, was it would have been about four or five, five or six days ago now. Um, that was to Tonga. Mm. They're playing the Cook Islands tomorrow morning at 4.30, 5.30, wherever, you, wherever you're watching, um, what side of the border. Uh, it'll be a great game. It'll be a really good game between Papua New Guinea and Cook Islands. It'll be like a Harlem Globetrotter <laughs> game. What are you saying? Not a lot of defence. A lot of points scored. Right, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, Penrith Panthers could be set to host Super League champion St. Helens. Yeah, the World Club Challenge. Uh, first since 2020. Yeah, the last two years have been called off, of course, because of COVID. And the Panthers are keen to host St. Helens in 2023. Looks like it's going to be February. Both teams want to do it. Penrith Park or Parramatta, you reckon? Well, that's the question. Isn't Penrith under – it's getting reconstructed? No, they're building across the road now, so that field can stay how it is. But I'm thinking there'd be some rugby league fans that would want to go and see this that aren't Panthers fans. It's a little bit like Australia versus New Zealand. So if that's the case, I don't think they'd fit enough into Penrith Park. I think they may have to go to a bank west, but – um, I don't know. Watch this space. But it looks like it, it, it's definitely going to be revamped and both teams want to want to uh, participate in it. And, yeah, the Panthers are keen to host St. Helens, which usually is in the reverse. Usually it's the UK Super League team that's hosting the Australian side. Right, yeah. And what about uh, Fox, uh, Fox Sports, I should say? They've rated the biggest transfers of 2022. Yeah, some of the, the best buys. And I don't like to use the word, but because I'm not a thesaurus, I can't think of another word that um, – the best buys? What do you mean? Best buys or flops. Okay. Um, they're saying the best buy throughout the year was Nico Hines. And I think we can't argue with that, seeing that he was, um, yeah, the best player in the comp. Yep. Yeah, so. Good one. The ones that they're saying, uh, they're saying Jamal Fogarty was rated as one of the best buys of 2022 also. I think I yep. tend to agree with that as yep. well. Considering how long he spent that injured. Yeah. yeah Josh Adokar and Matt Burton rated very highly as mm-hmm. well. Um, but the ones they're saying that, that didn't really hit the heights they they were expecting were um, Tavita Pengai Jr. He went from the Broncos to the Bulldogs via the Panthers at the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Brett Naden to the West Tigers as well, a, a few of the players that... I don't think that surprised you. You've had your things to say about him in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, overall, there's been some, there was some so good signings over the year. where did Reynolds sit? Reynolds, was, they, they graded him at about a B, a B minus. It's a bit harsh. I mean, he was hampered by a bit of injury. Um, but I tell you what, he, what he, they didn't make the eight, did they? But, but he brought some um, I think the leadership way you, to the club. I think the way, yeah, I think the way you look at it, Jace, is if he wasn't there, yeah, would have they just missed out in the finals? No, I think they probably would have been Struggled. bottom four, bottom five. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No fair call for Expo Car Service. Book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sportage. Being crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. It for Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. He was in the commentary box for that brilliant game at the MCG with 90,000 people in attendance. It's been labelled as the greatest cricket game uh, ever seen at the MCG. Barrett joins us now. G'day, Barrett. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm all right, guys. Uh, I have a funny story for you. So I've just landed in Perth, and the Pakistan team was uh, on my on my flight from Melbourne. Uh, so the issue is all their kit and luggage came through. As you know, that's how it works when a cricket team's on a flight. But for a lot of others, including me, our luggage has been left behind in Melbourne. So all I have to say is Pakistan have lost a few fans for themselves in Perth. A lot of people <laughs> are very angry right now at the airport. Uh, hey, uh, how did uh, how did you find the MCG and the atmosphere, Barrett? Was it um, was it as passionate as what we saw on the screens? Um, you know, there were so many times uh, last night where I had to keep pinch myself and remind me that I'm in Melbourne, you know, and uh, even on air that I should continue speaking in English. <laughs> well, because honestly, there were times I felt like I had been transported back at different points. At times, it felt like Mumbai when India were doing well, that early wickets fell. Then I was transported to Lahore when Pakistan started hitting those sixes. Then back to Bangalore when India, like, you know, took those wickets uh, towards the end. Uh, but yeah, but as, as that game you know, came to that dramatic finish. I think we were all transported back to the MCG. It just smelled, felt, and sounded very different. Uh, but, you know, the greatest spectacle I think the MCG has ever seen and one of the greatest cricket matches ever played in the history of the game. Well, that's amazing. It was so great to watch. It was spine-tingling at moments. And I only read this today, Barrett, that the two nations have been stopped from playing each other at home and they only face off in World Cups or Asia Cups, such as the rivalry both on and off the field. Where do you think this ranks in, in world sport, the rivalry between Pakistan and India? Uh, it, it's very different. Like you said, they can't play each other in bilaterals because of political tensions and, uh, you know, lots of other factors. And then, um, you know, cross-border issues over Kashmir for years, ever since India and Pakistan got their independence 70 years ago. Uh, and in recent times, you know, the governments that are in power in both countries as well haven't always been in favor of the two teams facing each other. Uh, and that's why they only face each other in these ICC events. It's been uh, a long, long time. 2012 was the last time they faced against each other uh, in some T20s, I remember, in India. Um, so, which kind of adds to the allure of India-Pakistan cricket. Uh, and it's so different because it, it goes so much beyond sport. Uh, because for a lot of Indians, and I, and I talk about this all the time, for a lot of Indians and Pakistanis, the only time they see 
people from the other countries when cricket's on. If you know there are players talking about players or fans or whatever, and like we saw yesterday, the only time they come together, the only time the Indian flag and the Pakistan flag will ever be seen next to each other is on at a cricket ground. So you know it goes so much beyond just sport and who's winning and who's losing, uh, because every time an India-Pakistan match happens, I think everyone wins. But at the same time, winning and losing matters more more to these two countries than anywhere else. I mean, yes, the ashes is massive, but if you are from Pakistan and you lose to India, uh, you know, if, if you don't want to be opening the newspapers or going anywhere near social media if you're a Pakistan player today, and that's just how intense it is. Barrett, oh, just watching it last night, it just everyone looked like they were just having an unbelievable time on the TV. Let's talk about the man Virat Kohli. That that performance last night was outstanding. Does a performance like that make him greater than, say, Sachin Tendulkar, or, or is he already greater? Uh, no, I mean, look, I think it, it would be an unfair comparison, right? I mean, in any sport, as you guys know, comparing era is always fraught with danger. Uh, but what I will say, I mean, there's been so much talk in the last 10 years that this is the Virat Kohli era, not just for Indian cricket, but for world cricket. Uh, and there have been doubters, especially in the last 12 months, especially in India more than anywhere else. But I think yesterday or last night, he just proved to everyone why this is the Virat Kohli era. I mean, it was just genius. You know, they call him King Kohli in Australia. Uh, and, and he showed you why. Uh, it was a return of the king. And uh, it, it was just miraculous batting. You know, the first 10 overs, how he started. And you know, he's known as the master of the run chase. Uh, so he just somehow kept India in the game. And those two sixes of Haris Rao. I, I think uh, <laughs> I watched a lot of cricket in my life. I've covered a lot of cricket. But I think those two sixes I'll carry to my grave. They're just uh, so special. Like, And you put everything into context. Not just because they were special shots. The crowd, the atmosphere, the setting, the scene and where India was. And the fact that he had to hit those two sixes. And you saw how Hardik Pandya celebrated it. He was screaming at the other end. And India still needed quite a few runs to win. But that's what it meant to Hardik. That's what it meant to Virat. And that's what it meant to India. Bharat, uh, what did you make of the Kiwis versus the Aussies? First of all, the, that, that performance with the bat by the Kiwis. Who, where, where did that come from? But also, we are talking about it earlier, the batting performance from the Australians. That was just, that was terrible. Uh, yeah, not the kind of start Australia wanted to make the World Cup defence at home. Hey, but you know what? The Kiwis have done this before. 2016, I remember the T20 World Cup in India. Nagpur, nobody gave them a chance. Opening game, same spinners, Mitchell Santnerish, so they ran through India, really embarrassed India uh, uh, in those conditions. And again, here, uh, coming uh, to the SCG, everybody thought Australia were favourites. They played so many games going into it. They were warmed up, they were ready, and they had a playing 11 they were very comfortable with and then what happens New Zealand just throw that first punch and a punch which is you know which lands right on the spot right it's one of those uh, moments like we've seen it in boxing where nobody gives the other boxer a chance and he just lands one punch and knocks out the the, the more fancied one and that's exactly what happened Australia really struggled to get back up they sort of clawed their way back with the ball uh, but the batting was just shoddy. I thought uh, some of the shots that were played to get out, uh, they would be very disappointed with. And, and that's what New Zealand do. You cannot make mistakes against a team like New Zealand. They'll just eat you up, especially those guys, Tim Saudi, Trent Bolt, and the spinners. They've been around for a long, long time. 
And yeah, I think Australia uh, have been hum- were humbled at the SCG. And what that means is uh, they basically, their chances have slimmed down drastically. And now they just can't bank on winning these games. But at least at some point, even if they just beat Sri Lanka and England, those two other games, Afghanistan and Ireland, they'll have to win by a huge margin to hope that, you know, can go through. Steve Smith, many believe, Barrett, that he should stick to the ODIs and the, and the test match format. Is he a player that you think could come into Australia's side and, and just stabilise the batting lineup if if they are falling early? I think if ever you needed, uh, you know, uh, proof that you need Steve Smith in this side, uh, it was that performance. I mean, there have been a few, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, the last uh, few weeks, but that one in particular where, uh, you know, you lost Finch and Warner early and then you were left with a lot of batters who kind of play very similarly. Andrew McDonald did say they are power hitters, but they can be proper batters as well. But who from Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, Tim David, and Matthew Wade, are you backing to, you know, back through the game, mm. like Virat Kohli did yesterday, or like Devin Conn did that day. And that's why you need a Steve Smith. I know it's difficult to fit him in because you want some all-rounders. You can't leave Tim David out either. But you just have to find a way to find someone like Steve Smith in. Because I think pe- people often, like, you know, dismiss Steve Smith, the T20 batter, as someone who's too slow. But I think he has a lot of skills and he's done it all around the world. You know, you give him the right condition. And these are prime conditions for him. He can manipulate the field. He can use the big boundaries, the big gaps, like Kohli did last night. And maybe it's the Virat Kohli innings that will, funnily enough, bring Steve Smith back into the side. Because I think Australia can do with him. Well, you're over in uh, Perth, as you say. You've just landed there with zero luggage. Maybe the <laughs> Pakistan players can lend you uh, some kits or something like that, uh, Barrett. And um, tomorrow night, Australia take on Sri Lanka. You can listen to that match right across SEN and also via the SEN app. You'll have uh, full coverage of that. And, of course, the big game Friday night, Australia versus England. Barrett, Sundarazen, thanks, mate, for your time. We really do appreciate it on Sports Day. No worries at all. I'll just head to the shops and buy me some clothes. <laughs> See you, mate. There goes Barrett Sundarazen. He'll build it back. It'll be all right. Yeah. Send, send, yeah. send the bill to Hachi. You'll be, you'll be fine <laughs> there. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Badgie boy back tomorrow night. You excited? I am. Are we doing true or false tonight? We're not doing true or false tonight, are we? No, we're not. Because I was going. If we were going to, I was going to say true or false. Badge will come back with a tan and carrying extra kilos. Uh, kilos of what? Weight. Oh, weight. Mm. Uh, nah, he looks after himself, Badge. Mm. He would have been out surfing. It's quite boring, isn't he? Like he is. He'd be eating kale salads and yeah. When you go on holidays, you just. Eat as many chicken wings as you can. <laughs> That's right. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. We'll be tonight. I've got to say, I'm in, I'm really enjoying the T20 World Cup. And That's I, good. As you know, I'm not a huge T20 fan. Or cricket. No, that's not true at all. It is. It's not. But it's I, not. I'm really enjoying it. Watch the Zimbabwe-South African match, which was it went down to nine overs. I only had to face nine overs. The Zimbabwe ended up getting called off. Mm. Mm. Correct me if I'm right. <laughs> The Bullets have broken their drought with their first win of the season against the Illawarra Hawks, 82-56. to 56. That's a shellacking. In my book, that's about uh, 18 points. 28 points. How many? That's 28 points. Yeah. No, it's 26 points. What would that, what would, um, what would that be in soccer? 
Uh, that's uh, oh, that's a, that's a good one nil. One nil. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's a, that's outrageous. Aaron Baines, he's warming up. He's getting fitter. 17 points, 14 rebounds. Here's what he had to say after the game when asked about what the win means for the team. I reckon he says something positive. Oh, it's better than 0-6, right? <laughs> um, you know, glass half full. Uh, we, we were able to put a few more minutes what? together. I think that was that was the biggest thing for us. We've kind of been too hit and miss with our defence, and that hurts our offence as well. So um, we're just internal focus, trying to, trying to put more minutes together. And if we can do that, we hopefully start ticking that win column over a few more times than what it has been. Hello? Better than sex. He's not doing it right, is he? No. I, did you? What did you enjoy more, sex or winning? Oh, actually, I mean, not... a premiership would be better than... Actually, he's got a point. He's got a point, actually. So, just I take ma- that back. Okay, so if Penrith beat, say, oh, I don't know, Manly, yep. was that better than the horizontal monkey dance or... Depends who it was with. What, what the horizontal monkey did? Yeah. Dan- or who you're playing what, with. What did you say? There? Dance. <laughs> Can we move on? What's Justice Hooney up to? Justice Hooney has been in America and he is fighting um, in November 4 against Kiki Latelli in Brisbane. He's been over in, in America uh, training and he's been with, well, he's regarded as, as the best boxing and uh, contact fighting conditioner. His name's Justin Fortune, former boxer himself, fought the great Lennox Lewis. Actually, hey, Justin, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Justin Fortune. He also coached Manny Pacquiao, Mike Tyson. Uh, James lights out Tony as well, uh, Justin Fortune. So he's been training with um, with Justice Hooney, and Hooney is coming back to make to to uh, have that fight with Kiki Latelli. But they had to call short some of the sparring sessions that he had because he broke the ribs of two of his sparring partners, which is a good sign for Justice Hooney. Well, it depends how big they were. Justice has to knock Kiki Latelli out. He's winning too many fights on points, and he looks pretty. He looks great. He's a tremendous boxer. He's got to make it. He's got to make a statement by knocking someone out and knocking them out really early. Tell him that justice is waiting for him. <laughs> He's waiting for you. Okay, Justin. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's a great grab, isn't it? Uh, Australia's tournament opening loss to New Zealand is the highest-rating T20 World Cup game of all time on yeah, Foxtel. I know. It's amazing. You know, I, I went out with the in-laws who are over from New Zealand at the moment. We went out for dinner. But we make sure we went somewhere that had a yep. TV. So I went to Sporting Globe and there's 80 of the TVs with all the cricket on. Mm-hmm. And those numbers, those 390, so just under 400,000 watching the Australia versus New Zealand game, that doesn't count the amount of people that were in, say, the Sporting Globe. Yeah, that's right. Which had three or 400 people in there that were screaming that entire match. Screaming for New Zealand or screaming at the TV at, at Australia. Yeah. Did you um, did you order a nourish bowl? Nourish front, bowl with grilled in, chicken in front of your in-laws. Yep. Have they had a chat to Beck uh, on the side just to say, listen? Do you know, my father-in-law has all-day breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner if he goes out. Hey, it beats um, it beats India Pakistan by about six thousand. Only in Australia. And it beat nine <laughs> and Gem three hundred and fifty-nine thousand, but. Worldwide, they reckon around about 250 million people watched India versus Pakistan, which is true. And the crime rate officially down in India and Pakistan that night. Now, I'm not even joking. Mm. That's a fact because everyone's just too busy just watching the cricket. So, uh, well done. And Nepal Diamonds will breathe a sigh of relief uh, with Energy Australia. What? Energy Australia? Yeah, uh, Origin, Origin Energy. Energy. Sorry, yeah. Origin Energy uh, being their sponsor, continuing as a sponsor. 
aren't they uh, an energy company which yep. goes against some of their beliefs when Last it comes to check. climate? Mm. Yeah, I'm confused. Uh, don't risk missing all your team's matches of the T20 World Cup. Only on KO Sports. That's why the viewing numbers are up. Everyone's getting KO Sports. Yep. Why wouldn't you? It's fantastic. It's cheap. It's good too. Absolutely. You like cheap too. Exactly. Uh, this is uh, Sports Day. Stray's most one of the key EV6 and Kia Sportage cars of the year. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. All right, we... Um, what is Jack in here for? Oh, hang on. Building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit bringing you the last blast. Is the he last... quality control? Jack, are you saying in the last segment that Sats and I got it wrong? I'm sitting in there so confused because we're talking about the Bullets have got their first win, how fantastic. And then you start talking about... What, the horizontal monkey dance? Well, Aaron Bain's having sex. Aaron Bain said winning was better than sex. But you said we got it wrong, and you've told us. So, okay, yeah, yeah, play the audio. It's better than 0-6, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's 0-6. Better than 0-6. So now their record is 5-1. Oh, wow. And if they lost, they would have been 0-6. 1-5, not 5-1. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. you correct well, that's, me. That's a good idea. Yeah. How, yeah. How come you didn't come in and correct us? Yeah. Because I'm doing live. work in there. I'm working. Well, it's good and content. I'm just thinking, you, just uh... want us, you just want to leave us out there, hang us out there to dry like Warner, Smith, and Bancroft. Well, I yeah. thought it was not a good idea to interrupt the host uh, okay. mid, so mid show. We're not but... going to question Aaron Baines' sex life. No. Okay. How bad is it? But both of us thought that <laughs> and heard that. <laughs> Jeez. Mm. Must be a drought. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to go Jack No Soccer. Thank goodness. Uh, I'm glad we uh, cleared that up. We should move on. Uh, the Lakers have dropped to 0-3. Uh, Not 0-6. No, that's right. 0-3. Just th- thought I'd give you that update. Yep. Uh, make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search Suncorp Insurance, a home insurance for a quote today. This has been Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back tomorrow night with Gary Belcher. See you then. See ya. Goodbye. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.